0: Team, I hope we are all doing very, very well. Please let me know in the chat how you're doing. Let me know how your day's been, how your week's going. Tonight, as I've told you a few times this week, we are going to be working with Johnny on redefining our values. And I'm not going to give Johnny an intro. I'm sure he'll do a fantastic job of that himself. But I just want to say hello. Let me know how you're doing in the chat. If you've got any questions, I mean Johnny will tell you how he wants you to do this. But any questions before we get started, chuck them in the chat for me, and we will get going. Everyone okay? Give me a thumbs up if everyone's all right awesome see some lovely faces hello hello right Johnny over to you
1: I'm going to start by telling you that me and zoom are having a day of conflict so um <laughs> if it goes wrong in any way it's Zoom's fault, not mine <laughs> um no I just uh firstly I'm really grateful for your turning up it should be a really fun night tonight it's all about you guys it all it's all about you and your personal development and the things that you want to take from this um, I'm I'm very interactive. Um, you know, ask questions, just get involved. We'll do a bit of chit chat at the end and talk through things. Um, sometimes these evenings can get slightly emotional. People discover things about themselves or you know, um that, that some of the sometimes some of the topics can be a bit emotive, but I don't think it's too heavy this evening, but it depends what you how deep you dig, really. But bit about myself my name is johnny lawrence i'm better known as a self-development coach these days i'm the host of the self-development podcast which is on apple spotify uh youtube and all the normal podcast places i'm also the creator of the super self program which is something that you're going to be starting tonight whether you know it or not i don't know but you're going to be starting that tonight um i don't know if i've met some of you i think i might have done at the um at this uh, event that Charlie did last year. So if, I, if I'm seeing you for the second time, hello, nice to see you again. Uh, so I public speak as well. And also I train with people one-to-one in coaching. Um, very often I don't need to know all about someone's career in order to help them because very often it comes down to the person. So I like to get to know the person and then we can start to tackle some of the issues and the challenges that they have my experience um is, is very varied um i have got a formal education in in self-development personal development and all things helping people but a lot of my experience is flavored by my unfortunate experience as being a survivor of physical child abuse as a kid and also a witness to domestic violence um later in life that come back to get me a little bit um and i suffered with some addiction issues uh to which i have overcome and um I want to take them lessons that I've learned along with my education and inform people on how they can better themselves and improve themselves. I also managed to turn my dyslexia into a degree, which was pretty fun for me. Um, I learned how to use computers around that time. And now, as I say, me and Zoom are under conflict, but that's okay. Um, I've been a coach for some capacity for like over a decade and a half. And I've learned a lot about human behavior, emotional regulation, and self-development as I've come along. I've not just learned it from my own experiences, I've learned it from my client experiences too. Um, As I said, I'm trained as a personal trainer earlier uh, in my career, and a performance coach now with the coaching academy, and as a counselor and psychotherapist as well. That's something that's ongoing in my career too. Um, I say all this not to be a show off and say, hey, look at me. (laughs) It's actually about getting you to understand that when education, meets experience it can create wisdom and I've learned something over all the time and it's not some of the little tips and tricks and tools and all that sort of stuff that I'm going to show you although I have learned that but I've learned that human beings are so incredibly powerful that the only person that can often stand in their way is themselves And you might say, well, that's not fair, Johnny. Someone did this, someone did that. But I guarantee you, if we looked into it, there's some accountability, not blame, accountability that can be taken from yourself and some acceptance that can set you free from all of the things that you suffer from. Um, I believe that everybody has their super self living inside them. And tonight, I hope to reintroduce you to yours. So tonight's presentation, here's the bit where it goes wrong, guys. So let's watch and see what happens. If If this goes first time, I'll be really happy. Um, can you see that can everyone see that all good oh wow that's never happened before usually I lose everybody (laughs) and then I could spend about five minutes frantically looking for you but um tonight's presentation is called redefining our values so the thing about values is that they create the foundation of who we are they direct us Have you ever had that feeling that you're just not sure what to do and you walk around asking everybody and everyone tells you what to do, they, what you, they think you should do and you end up even more confused than when you started. And that's because you're not in alignment with your values or you were and you're still, and you're living off previous values that have changed over time. It's pretty logical to think that we do not all share the same values we did when we were 16 or 20. I certainly don't. Um, after two children, they've more than managed to change that for me. Um, So our values change as well. So it's a very good idea just to check in with ourselves from time to time and see if we still value the same things. Before we start, a very important part of this is for you to understand this, because this is going to be your guide. This is a bit like your map. Imagine we're going on a journey. I live in Cornwall. So if I wanted to go to Scotland, I would want an idea that I'm going in the right direction. I'd want to see at least a sign saying Scotland at some point. And that's what this does. It offers you an opportunity to see if you're going in the right direction. So what I always say is that the four stages of behavioural change start with awareness. What is the challenge? What is the problem? What's going on? You know, it's not enough to say I, something doesn't feel right or I'm not happy. We have to understand what is making you unhappy, you know, not why, what. If we ask ourselves why, we go inside and we blame ourselves and we start searching ourselves for reasons and all these different things. If we ask what, we start to look outwards. That's when we start to discover the problems that are cropping up. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a place, maybe it's something that you're using too much, I don't know. But it's often more useful to look outwards because we can stay in blame all day long and it never really gets us anywhere. So the first step is awareness. What is the problem? What is the challenge? And that's a nice little reframe as well. You know, looking at it as a problem will keep you looking at the problem. If you look at it as a challenge, it will keep you looking at the solution. So what is the challenge? What Raise awareness of what's going on. Accountability. Where can I take accountability? Where can you take it? There's In every situation, there's always a way that you can take accountability for something. Now, what's important to understand is accountability is not the same as blame. You're not saying that you, it's your fault or anything like that. You're just asking yourself, what can I do? Can I do anything about this? Because if I can't, that brings us on to the next step. What do I have no influence over? What can't I change? Let's stop wasting our energy, obsessing over stuff that we cannot do anything about. Now, easier said than done, but it's definitely something, again, if you bring that awareness to that, then it's a lot easier to recognize it's happening and put a stop to it. And again, that's a practice that doesn't always go according to plan. Please don't think that I walk through life doing everything perfectly because I do not. (laughs) And that's what this is. These are all tools that help us move forward. And then the last thing, no change happens without action. It does not happen without action. We have to do something, otherwise things don't change. But it doesn't always have to be a massive thing. You don't need to write a to-do list now for 10 things, 20 things you're going to do tomorrow. The trick here is, what is the smallest action I can take to bring me closer to what I want? The smallest action. And that could just be a phone call. It could just be a phone call to get this process started. It could be anything, but it's the smallest action. And then guess what? Once you've done the smallest action, it will inspire further action. So as I said, we're redefining our values today. So first things first, what are values? Values are the principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. Okay, so they're the things that we think are important to us. Sometimes we share values of other people, very often the very individual, you know, all of us tonight are going to go, I value honesty, I value integrity. So we'll get all that out of the way now, shall we? Because I want to know what you really value and it's all right to value whatever you value. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you it's right or wrong to value whatever, you know, so it's about this process will work brilliantly if you're honest with yourself you don't have to share anything with me tonight. You don't have to share anything with anybody else. You're welcome to, but you don't have to. So when you write things down, write them like no one else is going to see them because that is the only way this will work. You have to be honest with yourself. Even if you don't want something to be true or you don't like it, you still have to be honest because it is so, whether you like it or not. Um, what, makes, uh, what makes our values important? Well, as I said at the beginning, Our values provide a solid foundation for our belief system. They guide us and act as a moral compass. Our values underpin our confidence and and provide reassurance when making forward-focused decisions. This is what I was talking about at the beginning. Sometimes we go around asking other people, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Well, they only have one way to work out what they think you should do, and that is using their own value system which is the standards that they create for themselves. So they will be trying to help you. They're not trying to sabotage you. They're trying to help you. But the only way they know how to help you is by using their value system and their belief system. And if they're very much in line with that, they will passionately believe this is what you should do. And they'll do it because they think they care about you and all these different things. But it's very unlikely that you have exactly the same values as somebody else, even if it's a close partner. I say close partner like you have a non-close partner but there you go um having clarity of your values can prove reliable criteria for sense checking that in your future decisions are aligned with your belief system therefore reducing further risk of unhappiness this is what this will do so first of all you find out get yourself back in alignment you create a nice foundation and a moral compass to point you in the right direction but also If you know your values, if you've got a nice, neat list of values in front of you, you can almost use it as a checklist. So if you're trying to decide whether you should change jobs, change careers, go on holiday to Mexico, whatever it is, you can use this to sense check it. You can say, well, it says here I don't like spicy food. I don't know if that's a value, but maybe I shouldn't go to Mexico. It's just a way of sense checking and making sure that you're still in alignment with your values. So where do our values come from? Well. Very often they come from our parents or extended families or just their caregivers, people that look after us as we're growing up. They don't know that they're your teachers, but they are. They are your teachers. Um, There's a saying, I think it's that kids never listen, but they never um, fault to repeat everything you do. (laughs) So they're watching you all the time, all the time. They're watching you, but our family values are born from our social and cultural values. So, It's like you might, you know, our partners might say to us, you know, when you're around that group of people, you act differently. Well, that's because you've you've got a collective sharing value system and you're all you tell inside jokes and you have fun together and all these different things. And then you introduce someone else to the group and they don't get it. They don't understand what's happening. It's because you've shared a value system that's created a belief system on top of that. And then there's cultural stuff like where you're born and, and your religion and all these different things that inform our value system. And in, to some degree, they're passed on to us, they're given to us. And in some other degrees, they're forced upon us. So it's very, very wise to understand which has happened there. Um, as life goes on, new contexts and experiences may challenge or change our long-standing values. As I said, when you have children, that changes your value system. All of a sudden, going out till early hours of the morning, it's not something you can do anymore because you've got a, a baby and you've got to wake up early in the morning. So your values change. The things that you think are important, the things that you value start to change and evolve. And very often the, the stress, the discomfort, the unhappiness comes from the conflict of resisting that change. It always comes from the conflict. People feel that they still want to do these things, but it's just not working. And we're not recognizing that. Um, Individual values reflect how we live our lives and what we consider important for our own self-interest. And that's the other thing as well. We are talking about you. Now, I'd imagine as teachers that you're probably not very well practiced at prioritizing yourself. You're in your jobs. You're very good at putting other people first. And that's very kind. And I admire that. And I think it's great doesn't help you a lot though does it (laughs) and that's what we're here to do we're here to help you and i'm going to keep repeating that all evening because it's really really important that you understand that you are important and i think you're important and charlie thinks you're important what we need is for you to think you're important (laughs) and i like to think that we've started that journey because you're here so that's good um something else that's really interesting is we can adopt other people's preferences as our values I saw this once in somebody that believed that they, had a tide, that they valued a tidy home, but yet every time I went to their house, it wasn't tidy. I never said anything, but I did notice, <laughs> and I didn't judge, I just noticed. I thought it was unusual that they had so much priority and, and put so much value on having a tidy home, and what had happened is, as they grew up, their mum and dad had told them that they preferred to have a tidy house. That became what they believed to be a value. So, other people's preferences can become our values if we're not careful. It's very important that we understand the difference. I'm just going to move this box because it's sitting right in the way of what I'm trying to do. Uh, so, the quality of our values will be determined by the source of your beliefs. For example, when your beliefs are tied to an expert or authority, such as government, education, religion, media popular culture or your parents your beliefs are only as solid as that authority now this might be controversial but I think it makes the point very well Uh, famous people like uh, Jimmy Savile like Rolf Harris like Bill Cosby when we grew up or I grew up or whatever um, they were funny people they were charitable people they were good people And then all of a sudden you find out something about them and everything that you grew up watching, everything you grew up thinking was valuable because you saw people that you admired doing it or you thought was funny doing it or you enjoyed watching and being entertained by. All of a sudden, everything they taught you gets thrown into question because the source all of a sudden has been proven to be something that you thought something that they're not in, in a way. So when you doubt the source of your beliefs, your derived beliefs are cast into doubt along with any associated values. And this happens very subtly. You don't realize it. And another part to that is that you don't want it to be true. Even though you know it's true, you don't want it to be true. So you start having this little internal narrative with yourself because changing your value system is scary. It's very scary. It can make you feel really, really uneasy. And that's not a feeling that we particularly want to gravitate towards. Commonly, this plays out in disgraced role models and discredited authority figures and often causes shaken values very much what i said okay oh there you go so valuable valuable perspectives values are not instinctively who we are they're not who we are not always not instinctively they are who we would like to be they're actually who we would like to be what we value we're always working towards that sometimes you're lucky and you are your values but very often, it's a value system that we like to almost use as a guidance stick, you know, like, okay, I value this so I should go down that way. It's a way that you prefer to be perceived. It's a way that you prefer to be. Um, we all have behaviors that might be deemed unhelpful to ourselves and others around us. We do. All of us do. We're the best one in the world. We're not perfect all the time. Sometimes we're barely perfect ever, but that's okay, too. You must first accept who you instinctively are and allow this to inform who you would like to be. Now, that sounds really contradicting. But what I mean by that is it's kind of like, I love my job, but I'd just like to get paid a bit more money for doing it. So you you love your job. You just want to get paid a bit more. I think we can all relate to that, right? Um, You'll have desires, judgments, and preferences that feed into a greater narrative that creates your environment. And then only for your environment to then cue you to influence you which is we create environments, we do. And then we create the environment that we believe serves us best. And then we change or we're kidding ourselves and they're not things that we value. But we've created this environment that's constantly cuing us to behave that way. It becomes very, very difficult. It's like, for example, I'm sober. So guess what I don't do? I don't have a fridge full of beer because that would probably be like constantly telling me to drink. So my environment is set up for the person I am now. And this is what the point is, you have to set your environment up for the person you are now, because otherwise your environment will cue you to be the person you was, not the person you want to be or the person you are. So that's an important one. Having a clear set of values can become a guidebook or an answer sheet to your behavior. If you're not sure what to do, your values will guide you. That's what that moral compass is that I was telling you about earlier. This allows you to practice the desired behavior and then check in with yourself and analyze whether you're aligned with your values. And then again, you might not like it, but at least, you know, you're doing it. That's important, too, because we're trying to be kind to ourselves. So this speaks to this. And I think Charlie's heard me say this too many times now, but um, we exist in three states. There is the person that you want to be. This is your values. This is the person you want to be. And that creates that solid foundation. You understand where you're going and what your person you wanna be, how you'd like to be seen, how, how you'd like people to talk about you in the room when you're not there. And then there's the second part of you, the person that you think people want you to be. We all play roles in our life, all of us. Some of us are parents, some of us are friends, some of us are siblings, sons, daughters. Um, employees, employers, um, all these different roles. And what's important about this is how, how we behave gets confirmed to us that that's how we should behave. So you behave a certain way around somebody. They, they seem to like it. So you keep doing it. And then it becomes this role that you play for that person. And every person that you meet will know you slightly differently. They will know a different version of you. There's people around that I, I know that think that I am funny believe it or not <laughs> and there are other people that think I just talk too much so I don't know maybe they're both right I'm not sure but then there's the last version and that's the person you are and I picked this sad image because more often than not that's the person that gets neglected that's the person that doesn't get their needs net that's the person that, that tells themselves you shouldn't feel this way you you can't feel this way you don't feel this way But you know what? You do. And that's what's important. You do feel this way. And that's the bit that you have to acknowledge. I feel like this and it's not okay. So I'm going to do something about it. And that takes bravery. But in order to do that, you need to get to know yourself again. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to get to know ourselves again. We're going to figure out what we value and we're going to start making that a moral compass to direct our decisions moving forward this is something that can happen too. Are you running someone else's software? And that sounds like a really strange thing to say, right? But quite often I use this analogy, like we've all got phones mostly. Yeah. So my phone, it's an iPhone and every now and again, it'll cue me to do an update. And because I'm always on my phone, I haven't got time to do it, but it's not long before apps stop working. It starts switching itself off and things stop working and it's just a pain in the ass. So I have to update it. But that's what happens to us. Our value system is like a software. We are the hardware. And our software is always being queued to update. You know, maybe there's a friend that's starting to not align with some of the things that you do. Maybe there's um, a job that you've been asked to do at work and, you, and you're not quite sure about it, but we just ignore it. And we tell ourselves, oh, we shouldn't worry about it and we should get on with it. And every time we do that, we're not updating the software. And then it doesn't take long before we get out of line with our value systems and things stop working properly. We start feeling unhappy. We're not sure about ourselves and we start to doubt ourselves all the time. So it's really important that we make sure that when we are queued to update our software, to update our values, or at least just acknowledge something that we do it. Because every time we do it, we start collecting this unalignment. And over time, one alignment you might not notice, it might not be too bad two, three, four, but there's going to get to a time when you're completely out of alignment and you just don't know why. And sometimes you can have this feeling of like utter despair, like you just don't know what's happening. You don't understand yourself anymore. Nothing makes sense. And it starts to feel a little bit like you're really unhappy. So it's really important that we start listening and acknowledging and respecting ourselves enough to follow those cues. So um, earlier on today on the Facebook group, I put some worksheets out. Hopefully everyone got them okay. But on there, I asked a whole bunch of questions. Uh, because like I said, if I ask you what your values are, everyone's going to go, uh, uh, and they're going to say all the normal stuff. And, and that's fine. That's fine. Whatever your values are, are your values. They're going to say that you value family. You uh, value honesty. You value um, respect. I don't know. Whatever it is that you value. And all of that might be true, but it also might be what you think I want to hear. But I don't have any expectations. I don't have any preferences. I just want you to be honest with yourself. So some of the questions were, what do you feel is one of your greatest memories? When you look back into your life and you think about your greatest memories, I mean, greatest memories. You might want to say, oh, watching my, my child do sports day. And that might be true. Or it might be this massive fish that you caught one day and you're really, really happy, but you don't wanna say that because that sounds really bad. So I'm gonna say, my kid's sports day. Instead, be honest with yourself. What is one of your greatest memories? What is it? If you haven't written that down, now will be a really good time to do that. Um, What would you consider in your life so far to be one of your major achievements? We can tell a lot about ourselves by the things that we see as achievements. What is it you saw as an achievement? It could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not about anyone else's opinion or anyone else's thoughts. It's about what you think, you know? What was one of your major achievements? It's a hard question to just answer, so I'm going to give a few seconds in between just to give you a bit of time if, if anyone's writing it down. Here's one you might want to keep to yourself. <laughs> what would you consider to be a secret passion in your life?
2: This could get weird.
1: (laughs) It's important, you know, it doesn't have to be anything strange. It just might be something. I I had somebody once that wanted to do amateur dramatics and they were so embarrassed about talking about it. They really were. They really embarrassed. And when they told everybody, everyone was like, that's amazing. You should do it. But for some reason, they thought it was really silly and they didn't want to tell anybody. It was quite sweet, actually what's missing in your life what would make your life more fulfilling that's hard because if it's missing you might not know it but what would make your life more fulfilling it could be anything it doesn't have to be anything big doesn't have to be a really nice car or anything like that it could be anything but i would suggest that you make it something
2: that's possible
1: what do you like to do to relax in your downtime This question might be one of the hardest questions for people to answer because they probably don't do it, which means they're not sure. And I think that's really a shame. So I think it's a really good thing to know. What do you like to do to relax in your downtime? Another question, what motivates you to go the extra mile when you've been asked to perform a task? I I would imagine it's not do it now in a really unkind voice.
2: (laughs) understanding
1: what motivates you helps you with your own self-motivation you know if you're i don't know participating in a diet you want to lose weight or something like that being really unkind to yourself by telling yourself that you're this and you're that and that you hate yourself i can't imagine that's a very good motivator so what what motivates you to go an extra mile when asked to perform a task and as I said, I'm trying to introduce you or reintroduce you. Uh, Charlie, it looks like someone needs to be admitted, mate. Should I do that or are you right? One job, eh, Charlie? Come on. Uh, what are some of the current priorities in your life at the moment? It's interesting how we can sometimes run that software of former priorities. How often do we do things that we've just always done, never stopping to question whether they need doing anymore? We've just always done them. What are the concerns or challenges that have taken the most of your attention in the last 12 months? What are you doing right now? What are the things that are taking up your time realistically? Not, other, not what are the things that you would like to do. What are the things you are doing? This is that difference between the person we want to be, the person we think other people want us to be, and the person we are person we are is doing the things that they've been doing in the past 12 months it's better to swim with the tide instead of against it looking forward if we were to meet in three years time from now what would you have to have happen to you to feel happy with your progress wow it's an interesting worded sentence isn't it need to look at that
2: And then lastly, what are your
1: personal and professional strengths? Guarantee you, everyone will tell us what they're not good at. I could sit here with all of you and you're telling me what you can't do, what you're not very good at. But as soon as I ask your strengths, you're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's good to know what we're good at. It is. So just why people are finishing up on that. Um, If you managed to print off the Wheel of Life sheet, then wonderful. If you didn't, if you've got a scrap piece of paper, try and recreate this image here. So as you can see there, there's 10 circles split into eight
2: sections. Do your best. (laughs)
1: I'll just give you a moment to try and do that. why are you doing that i'll try and talk you through what we're going to do so we're going to identify eight key areas of your life and write them on the outside of the circle representing each segment so here you might write family and interestingly enough with family it's really important that you don't put family all in one box because your relationship with your partner is different to your relationship with your children The time you spend with your partner will be different time that you spend with your children. So putting family could cause conflict. So it could be family, could be religion, it could be socializing, could be finances, could be career. All these different things. Eight areas of your life and write them on the outside of the circle. Sometimes it's helpful to brainstorm a number of areas on a piece of paper first, especially if you're a perfectionist and you like everything to look neat. (laughs) I'm not saying anything about teachers, I promise. Now comes the hard bit. Now I can't really see everybody, so I don't know how everyone's doing with this. But what I'm going to ask you to do now is with your areas on the outside, from the middle, to the outside. So you've got um, completely dissatisfied is a zero and completely satisfied is a 10. So I want you to color in these segments to show how satisfied you are. The more you color in, the more satisfied you are with that area. So for example, if it's time with your partner and that's fine and you're enjoying yourself and you've just been out to a concert or you do date night every week, you might make that an eight. But if you've not managed to spend as much time with your kids as you'd like recently and you're really sad about that then maybe you want to make that a four or a six or something like that but really take your time with this one I'm going to give you plenty of time to do this because this one's really really important If you don't get through all of the questions that I've asked, because they are big questions and they do take longer than an hour to answer mostly, and actually the answers might change over the next few days, I always say that no one walks up to you and gives you the answer to a question you didn't ask. So it's only when you start asking those questions of yourself that you start getting the answers that you're looking for. So you might feel compelled right now to write a certain answer, and then maybe you'll wake up at three in the morning for a wee and we'll come up with a different answer. And that's all right too well it's not it's three o'clock but you know what i mean the reason i'm showing you this process is because even if you don't get to do it fully now um, hopefully you'll remember how to do it later and you'll be able to finish it because the next bit has been described as magic
0: Lonnie, can I ask a quick question yeah so i'm doing my wheel of life and i've only come up with is it seven is it eight in total i'm one short basically okay are How, you is it okay to leave one blank or is it yeah absolutely um you know
1: uh it's all about what you what you value what you find are the key areas in your life and if you've only got seven there's no point making one up <laughs>
0: okay okay
1: cool but I really tried to get as many as I can because um to do this process fully and to be as honest with yourself as you could be um sometimes it's worth re-looking really at some of the ones you've written and seeing whether it could be divided in any way like I said um people write family and and they obviously different members of the family have a different relationship and will require different attention So earlier on, um, when I was getting asking you questions from what you should have found the discovery sheet in the pack I put up earlier, um, that was to try and identify your values. So when you look through your discovery sheet answer sheet, in in those answers there will be some form of value in there. So maybe you said um, I know what would you consider to be one of your major achievements in your life so far so for example you might have got into really good shape to fit into your wedding dress which means that you might value looking a certain way and that's okay on the what are your values sheet there is a few hints here now I don't like giving people values because I want people to look for them themselves but Sometimes it's easy just to get a bit of a memory jog here. So we've got a whole bunch of values on this value sheet. You've got achievement, challenge, effectiveness, honesty, growth, love, order, relationships, security, status, connection, cooperation, awareness, adventure, community, fame, independence, knowledge, loyalty, pleasure, religion, self-respect, success, wisdom, risk-taking, patience, and so on and so on. Now, if you have got that sheet, I'd like you to write down 10 values that you have. If you haven't, just write them down anyway. Just 10 values. And like I said, I'll give you a couple of minutes.
2: Okay, I've seen a few
1: faces looking up. So I'm going to start explaining the process now. So what we have, hopefully, is a list of things that we feel we value now. The person that we are
2: now. 10, hopefully.
1: And if you filled out the Wheel of Life, you will also have a clear indication if you put it down in front of you and you look at this wheel, There should be a very clear, very sort of visual idea of the areas of your life that you are neglecting. The big question is Is there any correlation between the things that you value and the things that you are neglecting? Might just be one area, but very often, if not all the time, there's something that you say you value. And then, when you look at the wheel of life, you will notice that you're neglecting it. It's very possible that that could be the source of any unhappiness. Maybe you value financial freedom and you've put finances on your wheel of life, and it's a two. Maybe you value time in your family, but you're working so many hours that you don't get time to spend with them.
2: Maybe you value career advancement, achievement, but you've stayed in the same area of your work for 10 years, five years.
1: I promise you. But I will prove to you that you can do anything you put your mind to. You just have to do it. Doesn't matter whether you think you can or you, you've you failed in the past or anything like that. You can do it. If someone else can, so can you. And most likely the only thing standing in your way is you and what you believe to be true. Because we teach people how to treat us. If we don't value ourselves, then other people won't value us too. It's interesting. All of us go to work, right? And we get paid to work. And our boss says to us, go and do this. So we go off and we do it. We might moan about it. We might not be happy about it, but we do it. We wouldn't even consider not doing it. We just do it because it's our job. But yet we tell ourselves to do something
2: and we don't do it. Why? Why?
1: Why don't we respect ourselves enough to do the things that we want to do? Why do we put other people's priorities over our own? Now, that doesn't mean don't do what your boss says and only do what you want. It means do both. Find a way. If you really want to hit the gym early or something, do it. Get up earlier. Yeah, you'll hate it, but you'll love it at some point as well. Find a way. Find a way. It's only when you start thinking, if you think about the problem, all this, all that, all this, all that, the problem gets bigger. But if you stop thinking about the problem and you start thinking about the potential solutions, now it gets exciting. Now we can start thinking about ways to do it. Now, it might not happen overnight, but just starting to think about it starts the process. And that's why I said to you at the beginning, it's about awareness. Raise awareness to the things that are causing you discomfort, unhappiness, whatever it is raise awareness call them out you've had enough of it now it's time to make a change technology so there are some other sheets i've given you as well one's called the reality check now what that means is we're going to go a bit deeper again So now we have a list of values. We have a list of areas in our life that we're neglecting. Now we're going to look at the tolerances. What are we tolerating in our lives right now? Not just doing, I mean tolerating. Like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I have to, or I should, or whatever it is that you tell yourself. What are you tolerating in your life right now? You don't have to do that now. That can be something you do a bit later. But it's really, really important that you realize that there are things in your life that you are tolerating. That's all you're doing. You're not enjoying them. They're not giving you any value. They're not enhancing your life. You're just tolerating them. Shoulds. Whenever I hear someone say the word should, I immediately recognize that someone else's agenda is being played. I should do this. I should do that. Why? What are you getting from it? Or is someone else getting something from it? Back when I was a personal trainer, I'd have ladies come into me and tell me, my husband says I should. Right. Tell your husband to come. <laughs> I'll do a little boxing session with him for you. <laughs> <laughs> Frustrations. What's frustrating you right now? It's only so many times you can swallow those frustrations into that little stuff sack, keep stuffing them down and ignoring them before one day you're trying to park at the supermarket, someone nicks your space and you're ready to commit murder (laughs) and you don't know why. It's because you're frustrated. You're a full cup of water and that person that nicked your parking space is just that drop too many. It's not their fault, although it's a dick move. uh, it's, uh, It's not their fault. It was just, you've got so much going on. You're tolerating too much. You feel like you should do this and you're frustrated by many, many things and it's all creating this perfect little storm inside you. And then there's the last bit. What are your actual desires? What do you desire? What do you want?
2: What do you want? What do you really want? Now that sounds a bit like Spice Girls, doesn't it?
1: So that's a reality check. Can't stress enough. Be completely honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me or anyone else what you wrote. Be honest with yourself. Think of this whole process like a love letter to yourself. You know? You're going to start making appointments to check in with yourself and to make sure that you're happy. Everyone in your life will thank you for it. Your partner will thank you. Your kids will love it. Your friends. Because if they love you, they want you to be happy. Now, you can't possibly do this this evening, but just I want to talk it through anyway. Where do you want your focus? Where do you want to focus your concentration? Here's something. It's a little life hack. What you focus on grows stronger. So whatever you choose to focus on from this moment on will grow it will build, it will develop, it will get bigger, better, whatever it is you want it to be. But what you focus on will grow. If you focus on meaningless things that don't mean anything to you and for somebody else, they will grow. But if you don't and you focus on things that mean something to you, they will grow too. So there's a worksheet that I've given you with a bunch of questions on that will help focus those answers a little bit more. And I think I can read that. Uh, It says, what's the most important thing to focus on first? And what's brilliant is whenever I see these answer sheets, when I work with people one-to-one, there's always loads of words with crosses through them because they've changed their mind. (laughs) So you might start with something and then you'll realise there's a step before that and you'll cross it out. And then you'll go to bed, wake up and realise there's a step before that and you'll cross it out. And that's all part of the process. It's something I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to realize in that there's no right or wrong answer, only the answer that's right for you. I'm not looking to see anything in particular, I just, it's all about what you think. That's super, super important. So we come to the end. And I always like to finish all of my presentations with a little quote, and I love this quote highly developed value system is like a compass it serves as a guide to point you in the right direction when you are lost i am not going to try and say that name but it's true your values are your moral compass they point you in the direction you're supposed to be the pain that you go through the discomfort that you go through the unhappiness you go through comes from the conflict of resisting it's not the thing that's causing you the problem. It's the resistance to the thing that you know you want, but you don't think you should have it because somebody else told you you can't. And then lastly, shameless plug, I've got a podcast, I don't know if anyone knows this. Go ahead and listen to it. There's some really, really cool people on there. Charlie was on there once. That was fun, wasn't it, Charlie? <laughs> um, the whole thing with the podcast is that I like to speak to people that have either studied or have experience in in things that help you know so neuroscientists gut health specialists life coaches um, psychotherapists or it could be somebody that's learned a lot from a cancer journey or an accident or something else you know it could be anything but they tell their story and then they offer what they learned from it that's why it's called the self-development podcast. Um, this week I'm speaking to somebody that uses animation to get across very powerful mental health images and he he does this wonderful uh, black and white cartoon of somebody drinking red wine whilst holding their child's hand and then the red wine is red and the whole cartoon's in black and white and it just goes down their arm and into their child's and it shows how you can pass along your addictions I thought it was beautiful so um, I wanted to speak to them on the podcast and they said yes so that should be fun. Uh, right that's it how do I turn this off so now we're gonna sit and talk hopefully so I invite you you don't have to but I invite you to turn your cameras on and get social and have some conversations if you want to talk about anything you discovered whilst you did this uh, if you've got any questions about doing it later on uh, if you've just got any questions that you're not sure about or anything that you're finding uh, you know a bit uneasy about now's the time to talk about it or even if you just want a little chit chat, what did you do today? <laughs> Stuff like that.
0: I thought I'll, I'll start because you know we all like to get the ball rolling, don't we? Um, I just want to share, Johnny, what we sort of found out when we—I think it was a one-to-one. It was a one-to-one session you and I had about some of my values, and one of my values being recognition and respect. Um, I think I tried not to acknowledge that as a value for a very long time, and. Before our conversation, I think that felt like a quite a, a selfish endeavor. Do you know what I mean? To want other people's acknowledgement. You know, don't want sort of you know flowers thrown at my feet or anything like that. But you know, just to have someone go, oh, you like, you're doing a good job, or you know, recognition or a thank you or a bit of gratitude. You know, to to realise that that was one of my values is quite an uncomfortable process because I think we all want to vote, No, I'm doing it for 100 selfless reasons. And I'm, I'm not taking a penny and I'm, it's all for charities or, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. But actually I think it's okay to have, I don't want to say selfish because it's not selfish. You know what I mean? But to have those values that some people might see as, as that, or we might see as that way as well. And things like money as well. And because obviously at the moment, me and one of my goals is the whole freedom thing, isn't it? Like I want to have more weekends back and I want to go out with family and I want to live my life a little bit more than I have been over the last few years. And to do that, money has to be part of my journey right if i want to go on holiday in august i need to have some money in the bank so i struggled for a long time with like values around that that felt selfish values like recognition money freedom but they are they are part of my value system i guess and that took a long time to get to that point so if anyone sort of i don't know what you think about this johnny but if anyone's sort of experiencing a bit of friction in their minds right now of sort of wanting to put something down but it's sort of not sitting right with them. I think that's quite normal, right?
1: I want to tell you a story. Um, there was a monk. He was sat in a room once and he asked everyone in the room to tell him something that he didn't feel, that, that they didn't feel they deserved. And the first person says, um, I got cancer last year. And everyone agreed they didn't deserve that. Somebody else said that they, they lost the use of their legs uh, in an accident. And they said, yeah, you didn't, you didn't deserve that. Someone else lost someone they loved, and they felt they didn't deserve that. This goes on and on in the same nature. And at the end, the monk says, I think you're absolutely right. None of those things you deserved. But I noticed that no one said anything good. And the thing is that we think that we deserve everything good that happens to us, but nothing bad. Truth is, if I win the lottery tomorrow, do I deserve it? I don't know. And what that shows is we have a weird relationship around selfishness and what people might think and um, what we deserve and all these different things. You have this very unusual relationship with it. Even, even then, Charlie, when you were talking about the word selfish, you, you, al- you almost said it apologetically. But maybe that's just the way you view the word selfish. <laughs> I don't think it sounds selfish. And if it is selfish, what's wrong with that? Why can't selfish have two meanings? we all know someone who's actually selfish (laughs) and and we know what that means but then when somebody does something for themselves and they want recognition i'm interested okay who here does a lot works hard and feels undervalued put your hand up on the little thing here if you can because i can't (laughs) yeah anyone feeling undervalued at work just curious no one everyone's feeling valued oh wait no somebody someone's been brave yeah good so a couple of people yeah thumbs up that's recognition that's what that is that's recognition you would like recognition for the hard work that you have done all day people not saying thank you people not acknowledging that it got done thinking bloody fairies did it or something i don't know (laughs) you know but you know you did it And you always do it. And now they expect you to do it. But you can say no. You can. And there might be consequences. But let's weigh it up. How unhappy are you? How unhappy will you be with the consequences? You know? But we don't check in with ourselves. We don't check in with ourselves and find out if we're okay with things. Because the way boundaries work is people will push your boundaries. And then they will see what you do. And if you let them do it, they will stay where they are. And then a few months later, they'll push them again. And they'll keep doing it until you don't know where the hell you are anymore. How did I end up with all these other people's jobs? It's because they, you let them push your boundaries. And this is what I was talking about, about accountability. No one wants to admit that to themselves, that they might have let something happen. That's hard. That's really difficult. Doesn't mean it's not true, though. And that's, what's, that's what I'm talking about, about being honest with yourself. You know, you have to be honest with yourself. Otherwise, things will not change. You know, we're all here to make a change and it's constant. It's ongoing. It's not, oh, I'm all fixed because you were never broken. You're just out of alignment a little bit, you know, and that's what's important to understand. And as we go through this journey month after month, you're going to learn more and more about yourself. And the wonderful thing is when you turn up to the next session, I will treat you like a completely different person because if you've done the work, you will be. (laughs) You'll be a completely different person. And if I treat you like the same person, guess what I'm doing? I'm queuing you to be that person that you was last time. Well, that's really rubbish. And I'm crapping my job if I do that. So we're going to treat you like different people because you're growing, you're changing, you're developing. And guess what will happen? There will be some people that will call you selfish. And you know why? Because they don't like the fact that you're moving forward. Because you're no longer doing their work for them anymore. You're no longer doing their jobs for them anymore. And they don't like that. So you're selfish. (laughs) That doesn't sound right, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Any more questions? Or conversations. Wow, well,
0: everyone's quiet. Go on, guys. Don't be shy. Anyone got anything to ask, Johnny? I, think I promise
1: be... you I'm nice. I'm a nice person, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next session is first Thursday of Feb, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, so you've you got it quite a while. So if you've got anything to ask, definitely definitely ask it now.
1: So like I said, um, the the values that you extract from your discovery sheet um if you match them up against your um your wheel of life and find the areas that you're neglecting you can start to find an area of focus and guess what an area of focus is it's a purpose it's some sort of direction of where you should go next and that will be the next um presentation next month it's about purpose it's about goal setting it's about trying to figure out which direction you want to go because this whole thing is like a life map. We we need to know where we're going, then we need to acknowledge where we are, and only then can we start to piece together a little bit of a plan of how we're going to get there. I see something come up in the chat. Oh, watch this, stand by to be cut off, everyone. Uh, yeah, so somebody said that they need to work hard on putting those boundaries back in place. Um, I, I'll, I'll invite you to share if you want. You don't have to. I, I understand if you don't. But you know, here's a real opportunity to um,
0: to work that out. I think this is this is definitely one that probably everyone on this call, almost everyone on this call, would probably re- relate to with the boundaries
3: at school and around work. It was me um, that put it in. Oh, Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, sorry. The dog started barking now. <laughs>
1: it's like i understand i've just got a new puppy so yeah get that did you want to share anything around that you don't have to sorry
3: i've said i've sent him off (laughs) (laughs) um i i'm really good at doing everything that's asked of me at work um and more and what that has meant is that then when i need help um i don't get help because they think that because I've done it previously and I can do it. Um, I I sort of I can I can sort of sort it out for myself. And what I've found is then more pressure has been put on me to do things and achieve. And and then I've I find it hard to ask for that help. It's sort of this back and forth with if I ask for help, they're like, oh well you've sorted it last time. And the more I sort it, the less help I get. And it's become quite a thing, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the first thing I'll say is, what we practice we become really good at you know so if we practice that sort of thing we'll become experts at it you know yeah so my question would be how could you practice this differently you know I I don't have the answers I'm I'm, it's a pretty terrible sales pitch but (laughs) I don't have the answers but I absolutely sure you do because you know your values or if you don't at least you will and they will guide your decisions so you know how can you practice that towards the things that you want what do you want how would you like that to go better at work
3: it's hard because i i like to be seen as somebody who can do it and gets it right and there's the my i think my problem is i like people to think i can always do it um and i can't (laughs) (laughs) maybe so yeah i don't know where how to solve it (laughs)
1: Well, can you hear the conflict there?
3: Yeah.
1: So the answer is always in the conflict. So you like people to f- see you as somebody that can do it, but you feel that sometimes you can't. Yeah. You can't do everything all the time. That's- no. <laughs> no. So-, so maybe it's that circumnavigating some form of expectation.
3: Yeah. I, def- oh, I, sh- I should worry less about what other people think anyway. But
1: Oh, did anyone catch that should word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What makes you think you should worry less?
3: Because I let that op- opinion inform how I am. Oh, wow.
1: That's powerful. I let that opinion inform how, who I am or how I am. Yeah. You get to choose how you are yeah what, what would it feel like to just say no oh <laughs> oh I'm tra- look at that <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm,
3: I'm trying really hard to do that more. we've got a new head teacher start so i'm trying very hard to start as i mean to go on
1: <laughs> ah i think i know what your problem is you're trying
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just say no
1: <laughs> just say no you can say how would you like to be told no i know no one likes it but if you were going to be told no if i said to you oh, can can you do this for me um or I asked you whichever way around it is, um, how would you like to hear a no?
3: I, f- I think I'd be quite shocked if someone said no to me if I asked them to do something for me. If, if, you, need, well, if you needed them to do something for you, I think I'd be surprised if somebody said just a no.
1: What if, you said, what if I said to you, I was unable to?
3: Well, then I would probably step in and help.
1: Wow, ah, look at that. <laughs> okay look here's a fun exercise right <laughs> can you speak Chinese no No. so there's nothing if I ask you to speak Chinese to me right now there's absolutely no way you can do it is that what you're saying yeah no. but, but, but I want you to try <laughs> no you can't can you you can't <laughs> ask someone to do something they don't know how to do or they can't do therefore no. by telling someone that you're unable to do it it's, they're just being unreasonable at this point <laughs> you know they're asking you to do something that you can't do or you're unable to do you know this is comes down to self-respect for yourself you know it's just why why what is it that makes you think that you're not as important as other people because you are i promise you, you are you're, we are all equals here i'm not important than you you're not important to me we're all equals you know and other people might not like the fact that you've said no or you're unable to but that sounds like an other people problem not a you problem and I know that sounds selfish right <laughs> but once again that's somebody else's uh his problem not yours yeah. I want you to value yourself just like we all value you we all value you all of us do you know and what we would love is for you to value yourself I just want you to give that some thought there's no there's never an immediate answer to a problem you know but now you've started thinking about how you can make this different and once you start doing that you'll start finding answers I promise
2: thanks (laughs) that's all right
1: (laughs) I didn't do anything you did (laughs) (laughs) has anyone else got anything to say or ask
2: i'm all good i i I just need to go and spend some more
0: time doing this again
1: yeah that's that's my thing so what i'll say is um obviously we're all in the facebook group so um i'm gonna be posting like once a week um just stuff that i feel might be helpful um educational self-development stuff if you just want to drop any questions in there or anything like that then feel free uh i'd love you to like Follow me on social and all those different things. That would be great. Um, if you want to tell anyone about your experience tonight, if it's good, if it's bad, maybe forget about it. Just <laughs> move on. <laughs> but um, if you want to tell people about that, that would be helpful too. You know, Like I said at the beginning, my I, genuinely, my mission is to help as many people as I can. And I can't do that if they don't know about me. So, and I'm learning that as part of my self-development. Um, I've hidden behind the school of self-development too long. <laughs> apparently, I was told today um jolly anything else
0: no that's all good that's all good i don't think we've had any more questions come in but just leaves me to say a massive thank you johnny and i'm really excited i know that this is part one isn't it of a journey that we're all going to be going on this year which is really exciting so every we've agreed every first thursday haven't we unless that's oh, right curveball comes in life which it sometimes does we'll try try for every first thursday and um, and then next time do you want to sort of hint at next time at all or Yeah.
1: So like I said, once you've really um, become clear on your values, it will inform your purpose. So think of your values like your foundation. Think of your purpose like the direction you're going to go. It gives you a reason to get out of bed. It gives you a reason to do things. We're going to talk a lot about why and and all them different things next time. But I just finished with saying what you practice, you become really good at. So, you know, I said on the on the Facebook group, just start noticing what you notice about yourself. You know, like I hear a lot all the time about people say you need to love yourself, but it makes me laugh a little bit because it's (laughs) it's 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 so much pressure and it's so it's so ridiculous. Like someone that's been in a bad place or has been having a hard time or just struggling a little bit and asking someone that's been practicing self-loathing for 20 years to just love themselves. It's like, oh, thank you. That's helpful you know but I'd say sometimes it's hard to even like yourself but what about getting to know yourself how about that you don't just meet people in the street and instantly love them or like them you have to get to know them first and that's what your values is you start to get to know yourself start to understand yourself what you like what you don't like and give yourself permission to not like or like whatever it is that you do you know you shouldn't like this why what makes you think that you know this is what I mean about getting honest with yourself. I promise you it will change everything. You've just got to get honest with yourself. Now, I respect all of you. I've, I think what you've done tonight is amazing work. Um, and I've loved meeting you and talking with you all. And uh, sorry if my voice is annoying. but <laughs> <laughs> <late for>
2: that. <laughs> yeah, as that. Sorry. <laughs>
0: No, that's amazing, Johnny. Thank you very much. And on behalf of everyone, thank you very, very much for giving us your time as well. And, and for being part of our community now, I think that's going to be something really, really special over the next few months as well. So, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: we're going on a journey, man. We're going to we're going to look at our values today. We're going to we're going to um, look at our purpose after that. We're going to start challenging because once you've got your purpose, that's when your limiting beliefs start telling you you can't do stuff and that you shouldn't do this and you're making a fool of yourself and all those stuff so we're going to have a plan for that too and then we're going to look at our motivation the the reason why we do things you know the reason why we do things is very important and then we're going to start looking at some more practical things like how you prioritize your time you know because that's important that word priority the things that we make a priority is it for you or is it for somebody else we'll we'll get into all that and then we're going to start challenging our environments so that's the people, places and things in our life that challenge the person we want to be. We're going to look into all of that stuff over time. And I promise you that every stage is on purpose. And as you get to the next stage, you'll feel ready for that. You'll even start asking questions that are similar to the thing we're doing. It's almost like I've done it before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Sounds really, yeah. really cool. Loads. Of everyone's saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Really so thank
1: you guys. Thanks for turning up. And thank you for doing the hard work. And I look forward
0: to seeing all your results. Awesome. Cheers team. We'll see you later. Take care. Cheers guys.